Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. This week we are talking about the gospel. You're explaining it in very simple terms. We've talked about the cross, forgiveness of sins, and you made the point very clearly yesterday that God is always ready to turn to us and offer us forgiveness when we confess our sins. Because, as you made the point at the end of the program, Colin, God wants us to walk in righteousness. So what does it really mean to be forgiven? Now, this is where Even though we may have known the Lord for many years, this is where every one of us needs to listen and listen good. If I am forgiven, God does not hold my sin against me. I said it has evaporated like the morning mist before the rising sun. He's put my sin behind his back. He will no longer remember that sin. He will no longer recall that sin. There will be no mention of that sin on the day of judgment. It isn't that he says, well, I suspend judgment on that sin, but you wait till the day of judgment. No, no, it's not like that. It's gone forever. To God, it is as if that sin has never happened. Now, what we have to remember is that is the nature of the forgiveness that God has given to every one of us as believers. So all your brothers and sisters in Christ have received that same forgiveness. What that means is that we will no longer be judged for what we have done. We will no longer be condemned for all our previous sins. We are free from that judgment. We are free from that condemnation. This is the mercy of God. This is God expressing his love through his mercy, through his willingness to forgive us and restore us to himself. Therefore, Jesus says, judge not, lest you be judged. Don't dare to judge your brother or your sister in Christ. Don't dare to look upon their sin and criticize them and judge them. God has been so merciful to you, you must be merciful to others. Jesus was very hot about this. Every time you stand praying, you must forgive. Because if you do not forgive, God will not forgive you. And if God does not forgive you, that would put you back into a place of condemnation, wouldn't it? So this is why he taught the parable of the merciful servant sorry, of the unmerciful servant, that he, that, that servant was forgiven an enormous debt, but then he refused to forgive the paltry debt of his fellow servant. And what the master did was to actually withdraw his forgiveness of the unmerciful servant's debt and had him thrown into prison where he was to be tortured till he'd paid the whole debt. Now that's the parable as Jesus taught it. Now that shows us if God has been so merciful to us, if he has been so good to us in forgiving us completely, not judging us, not condemning us, causing our sin to literally evaporate from our lives, then that is how 
we are to treat one another. We are not to judge, we are not to condemn, even when you can see things that are wrong in another believer's life. You are to be merciful to them, you are to be forgiving them, even if they sin against you seven times? No, seventy times seven. That was the question Peter asked, how many times should I forgive? Seven times? No, seventy-seven times. You go on forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and forgiving. Why? Because God has gone on forgiving and forgiving and forgiving you. Right at the beginning of your Christian experience, he washed away all your sins. We talk about being washed and made clean in the blood of Jesus. And that's the fruit of forgiveness. We are actually made righteous in God's sight. And that means we are made totally acceptable to him, so acceptable that he then comes to live in us by the Holy Spirit. Christ lives in us. Now, Christ is going only going to live in someone who has been made totally acceptable to God. So if I am forgiven, I am totally acceptable to God. If my brother has been forgiven, he is totally acceptable to God. So how dare I judge someone who God regards as totally acceptable and he's come to live in him? Now that does not mean that everything I do or everything my brother or sister does is what God wants. But we have that basic acceptance. And yes, if we sin, we confess our sins and we're forgiven. And that righteousness, all that unrighteousness is cleansed out of our lives again. But you see, we have received what Paul calls the gift of righteousness. We can't make ourselves righteous by trying to obey the law of God. We can't make ourselves righteous put ourselves right with God by the things we do, by the works we perform. But that righteousness, that gift of total acceptance with God is a gift from him. And it's a gift he gives to all those who believe in what Jesus did for them on the cross. Now we have to live in the good of that righteousness. Colin, can I just clarify something about forgiveness? You said earlier, as the Bible says, that when we confess our sins, God forgives us. But it's only after we have confessed. Is that right? Oh, yes, absolutely. So if somebody wrongs us, are we to forgive them whether or not they confess? You are always to have a merciful and forgiving attitude. You see, why, why does God forgive you as soon as you ask him to? Because he is merciful. Now, okay, when you confess that mercy is released into your life, but he has that attitude of mercy towards you even before you confess your sin. And what Jesus is really saying is we need to be merciful. Like that, like in, in the parable, you see, he, Jesus actually says, be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful. So if your brother sins against you, seven times in a single day and comes and says, I'm sorry, you forgive him. That's if he says he's sorry. What if, if he if, doesn't? If, yes, but, but you're forgiving him because you already have a heart of forgiveness towards him. You don't have a heart of judgment, and then your heart of judgment turns to a heart of forgiveness because he has sinned, you, you, because he has asked you to forgive him. You have that attitude of mercy. You have that attitude of forgiveness, 
even before he says. But when he comes to you and says, please forgive me, you release that. And when you release that, you're fulfilling what Jesus says, that we have the authority to forgive sins. And then that brother will know peace. And then that brother can be restored to unity with you. Just like when we confess to God, we can be restored to unity with him. But it isn't that you have a heart of judgment towards your brother until he asks you to forgive him. That, that, that's horrendous to think like that. No, we are to have hearts of mercy just as God is to have, uh, has a heart of mercy. We are to be merciful as he is merciful. Blessed are the merciful. And, and so uh, I all the time want to have that heart of mercy so that I'm never, ever in judgment upon anybody, even before they come and ask for forgiveness. Once they've come and asked for forgiveness, then there can be a restoration, can't there, in the relationship. But you've got to have that merciful attitude. I mean, how dare we even look in judgment? Because Jesus says, judge not, lest you be judged. So if I judge my brother just because he hasn't uh, come and asked for forgiveness, I'm placing myself back under judgment. I'm putting myself, if you like, in, uh, back in the position that Jesus has saved me from. I'm putting myself back in the position of that person who needs to come and ask forgiveness. But forgiveness can be very costly because we can be seriously wronged and uh, expecting somebody to forgive if you've been seriously wronged is, is costly. Let's not deny that. It's a big step, isn't it, sometimes? Um, yes and no. I mean, what, what is forgiveness? Of, of your brother. It's a decision. You either choose to be bitter and resentful and angry or you choose to forgive. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't work to say, well, it all depends how grievous the sin. I've spoken in this program before about people I know that have had their son murdered and they've forgiven. Uh, we know because we, we see it in the press and on television re frequently, relatives of, of others who've been murdered and they're full of vengeance, they're full of anger, they're full of all kinds of negativity which are going to eat away inside them if they don't forgive. We can't imagine what it's like to lose someone close to you through murder. But I have known Christians, you see, God gives them that grace to forgive and therefore it saves them from the bitterness and the anger and, and the despair that otherwise they would know. Um, it is a decision, you see, but it's a decision that's only made possible because you've known the mercy of God yourself. Why, why could those Christians forgive the one who murdered their son? Because they'd known the mercy of God for themselves. And if you haven't known the mercy of God for yourself, when others hurt you, you're going to be bitter, you're going to be angry, you're going to be resentful. And that's why it's so important that Christians live in a constant awareness of their forgiveness. That, you know, God's mercies are new every day, every morning. Every day God forgives us. We live constantly in his forgiveness. If, if we didn't, we would be back under judgment. Which is why Jesus says you must forgive. Every time you pray, you must forgive your brother. So, actually, as Christians, we don't have any option. And we feel better for it. Oh, infinitely. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 